Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. Today in the studio. Hi, this is Annie Lowry, the author of Give People Money How a Universal Basic Income Would End Poverty, Revolutionize Work, and Remake the World. The inspiration for this book came from a few places. It was really a knitting together of a number of stories and themes that I had been working on for years, having to do with problems with the welfare system and the kind of grand promise of just giving people cash coming from developing countries like Brazil. And so the really fun thing about this book was that it was a way of writing about all of these really big questions and really thorny issues that are sometimes a little bit unchanging or in some ways undercovered. And so I really thought that a UBI was a great lens through which to look at our relationship with work, our relationship with each other, our government systems. And so that was what inspired me to begin working on it. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be awkward. It is very awkward to hear yourself. And it's funny, I at least normally don't actually talk my book out. I'm a person who really writes on the page. And so it's a very awkward thing to do, but it's also unbelievably fun. And I actually now wish that I had done this way earlier in the process just to see, you know, those sentences that run on or don't quite make sense. And to really listen to language as it's supposed to be transmitted, right, which is primarily orally. I realized that I have some weird pronunciations, <laughs> one that I've worked to, and I guess that this is a regional accent thing because I grew up in Boston and in Hartford, Connecticut, you know, the thing that's on top of your house, I say that's a rough, and people are always like, wait, what? And I'm like, roof, roof. And I just realized that I pronounce chimerical instead of chimerical. I was mispronouncing that, it turns out. And then I say apocal, but I guess that most people say epical. <laughs> so that was fun. There's lots of words that I feel like I write all the time and only rarely use when I'm talking. So those differences are super fascinating. And it's kind of a fun process to realize the difference between the things that we put on the page and the things that you would say if you were you know, just talking to somebody across from you. I think that the thing that I'm proudest about with the narration is just the fact that we're doing it and that we are making this accessible to people who, you know, maybe you're sitting in your car and, and you want to be able to listen to something or maybe you like to listen to books, you know, like while you're doing dishes or while you're on a run or it's a really fun thing to be able to make this project accessible to people. If I weren't recording my audiobook, I would have cast Dame Helen Mirren, definitely. Absolutely. She has the best voice. It would have been somebody with an accent from the British Isles, maybe like a Scots accent or a Welsh accent, but I'm going to go with Helen Mirren. I think that what you're looking for in a good story is a sense of progression of things changing, right? I used to be a newspaper writer, and there you're writing stories that are really kind of like flash, right? Like this is a kind of frozen moment in time. But a really cool thing about magazine writing, which is what I do now, or book writing even more so, is that you want things to change. You want them to complicate and you want them to resolve. And so I feel like finding that kind of through line is a really hard thing, but a really great thing to do. And with this book, there wasn't really a story 
to it, except for the way in which I deepened my own understanding. And so I wanted to make it so that the reader was coming on that journey with me. And I'll be interested to hear from people if they came away sort of where I did or they alit on other policy priorities or they had other thoughts. They wished that I had gone deeper in a different place. But I really wanted people to be able to come to it and for me not to persuade them, but for them to feel sort of a sense of of wonder and a deeper sense of a lot of the questions that we're facing as a country and as a world together. Oh, man, I have so many good family stories. I have a goddaughter who is five And back when she was really little, she was like two, me and my husband took her to the Baltimore Aquarium. And she was kind of just learning to begin to talk. So we went and we looked at all of the fishes, all of the sharks. And so later on, we were hand feeding her tiny pieces of cheese while she sat in our bathtub, like the queen that she is. And I was like, what's the best thing that you saw today? (laughs) She looked at me and she was like, man. And that was because her favorite thing that she saw at the Baltimore Aquarium was a guy who was inside the tank cleaning it, which just cracks me up. You know, it's funny because I've been reading all of these really dense policy books, and I think that the last really great kind of sweeping novel I read was Pachinko, which is a book that I just cannot recommend enough, by Min Jin Lee, who is an American author of Korean descent. And that would make such a great audiobook. It's so good because it's both kind of intense interior personal stories, but you also get this dramatic sweep of history in there. So I would love to hear that as well as reading it. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. 